Are you trying to eat healthier, but not really sure what it's supposed to look like? Like you're trying to lose weight in a healthy way and you hear folks talk about keto, but then you also hear folks say, no, you need carbohydrates. And then some folks are telling you, oh, stop labeling carbs as good and bad. And so you're really just lost. Don't know what to do. Well, in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you what you need to know about carbohydrates from simple to complex to fiber to glycemic load and versus glycemic index, all of that stuff. I'm going to be breaking it down so that you know how to move forward with confidence and ease when it comes to meal planning or even eating out what you're going to choose from a menu. All right. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang, and this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So if you want to find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number 166. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So Matt and I just celebrated our 14th anniversary. And I was thinking back on one of our first dates when we went to the San Francisco Zoo. And before we went to the zoo, I had made a wonderful breakfast of steel-cut oatmeal with some fruit and raisins and all that good stuff but I had neglected to include any kind of protein or a healthier fat to go with that. And by the time we got to the zoo, I think probably within the first 30 minutes, I could feel my blood sugar plummeting. So I was sort of borderline hypoglycemic. I needed to get some food in my system. And it got to the point where I was feeling so icky. And mind you, we had just started going out. So I was really trying to suck it up <laughs> and not, you know, not be um, worrying him. But I, I really wasn't feeling well. So we got made it to like, you know, the little um, cafeteria or whatever the, the, um, what do you call it? The, like the food court. And I remember looking at the menu and just looking for something that would be easy to digest for my body so that I could get that blood sugar level up again. And I remember just literally being able to utter like one word, one word sentences like grill, <laughs> french fries, orange juice, something, right? Something really simple. So what I wanted to do today is actually talk about what you need to know about carbohydrates. And the reason I thought this would be really helpful is because 
I was thinking also about some of the things that my dad will say because he has struggled with his weight for, well, as far back as I can remember. And so he'll say things which sound like the food police. Things like, drinking Coke will make you fat. Or he'll look at a menu and he'll say, oh, we can get fish. Fish won't make you fat. Whereas I know that depending on what your body needs, how much you're moving, things like that, anything that you eat, if you eat a lot of it and your body can't use up all that energy, it will get stored. So even things like grilled salmon or broccoli or spinach, enough of it will, quote, make you fat. Now, there are a few exceptions. Things like if you eat celery, I know it takes more calories for your body to digest celery than celery actually um, has, right, consists of. So there may be some exceptions, but generally speaking, no one's eating just celery, I hope. So my dad has a master's degree in chemistry. And I know for a lot of folks who are listening, you have advanced degrees in other fields, but maybe no one's ever gone through the basics about nutrition. So what I want to do is arm you with some better information so it's really easier for you to let go of diet culture messages that actually undermine your efforts to be happy and healthy, to make healthier choices for yourself. And so what I want to talk about today specifically is about carbohydrates. So when we look at foods, when you look at, you've heard the expression macros, macros consist of protein, fat, and carbohydrates. So macros is short for macronutrients. So these are the foods that we need more of because that's where we get most of our energy from, as opposed to micronutrients, which we need a lot less of. Things like my vitamins and minerals, all the antioxidants you hear people talk about. So protein would be things like beef, chicken, um, pork, fish, right? All of those things are sources of protein, as well as eggs, nuts, dairy, certain grains like quinoa, and soy products. There's a lot of other sources of protein you can get, but when we talk about getting all the essential amino acids, we're usually looking for animal protein, okay? Fat, we've got saturated and unsaturated fat, right? Poly and monosaturated. I'm not going to get into the healthy and unhealthy or healthier fats today. I'm really going to focus on carbohydrates. So at the end of the day, with all the ketogenic diets and stuff like that that are talking about avoiding carbs, I really, again, want you to understand more about nutrition so you understand when you look at a carb what makes one higher quality than the other so that you can make better choices for yourself. So hands down, all the research really does show that carbohydrates are our body's preferred source of energy, okay? As a matter of fact, like if you look at the brain, 
The brain is only like 3% of our overall body, but it actually accounts for 20% of the calories that you burn each day. And it wants glucose, which the easiest way to get it is from carbohydrates. So if you're a little lethargic or you're experiencing brain fog and you're using or you're on a keto diet where you're really reducing your carb intake or trying to eliminate it altogether, that may actually be why, okay? So when you look at carbohydrates, there are basically two kinds. There are simple and complex carbohydrates. And this all has to do with the number of sugars. If you were into chemistry like my mom, you would be looking at simple carbs as monosaccharides, which means they are one or two molecules, sugar molecule chains, which are really quick for your body to break down. Whereas complex carbs are longer sugar molecule chains or polysaccharides, which again, take your body longer to break down into glucose, which is the form that your body uses for energy. And then we could get into respiration and the ATP cycle, all that good stuff. Ultimately, this is about how difficult it is for your body to break it down. And unless you're actually experiencing low blood sugar like I did at the zoo, you usually want that sugar to be entering your system at a slower rate. So things like plants have fiber, fruits and vegetables have fiber, which even when it's in its simpler form, like fruit, when you eat the skin, when you eat the meat or the flesh of fruit, it contains fiber, which ultimately slows down the introduction of that sugar into your bloodstream versus refined carbs where there's no fiber and then you basically get like a sugar dump. Okay, and this is where we start talking about things like insulin resistance and what that does to your body. So when we look at the nutrient quality of a particular carbohydrate, we're looking at things like how much fiber does it have and how many vitamins and minerals does it have. So if you were to look at spinach as an example, it's a great source of calcium and potassium and iron, which are minerals, as well as vitamin C and B6. When you look at broccoli, it's also a great source of potassium and calcium and iron. And then it also has vitamin C and B6, among others. So when we look at all the different colors of fruits and vegetables, you hear me say to eat the colors of the rainbow. That's because different colors have different micronutrients, different vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. And our body needs a little bit of all those micronutrients. So macros again are the protein, fat, carbs. Micronutrients are the vitamins, minerals, things that we need in much, much smaller quantities. Okay, so all plants will have some fiber, dietary fiber, 
which helps your digestive system run smoothly. And then there's this category with fruits. So I know a lot of folks have been told to avoid eating fruit because it has sugar. And I believe it's it's a disservice to tell someone to avoid eating fruit because again, fruit contains fiber and are also great sources of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. And most importantly, they taste good. So besides being good for us, they actually taste really good too. Who doesn't like sweet things that aren't like too sweet? So when you understand the science and the biology, you understand that fruit isn't something to be avoided, right? So then there's this category of fruit called superfruits. And it's actually not just fruit. It also includes vegetables, but not as sexy to talk about. Anyway, superfruits and veggies are nutritionally dense. So you might hear me say energy dense versus nutrient dense. And they're especially high in antioxidants. So in addition to things like blueberries and cranberries and pomegranates and grapes, especially red grapes, there are also ones that are considered a little bit more exotic. So things like guava, papaya, lychees, things that most people may not have actually been exposed to eating. So when you look at all the colors of the rainbow, I would love for you to go to the produce section of your grocery store and see if you can find some fruits and vegetables that you've never had before. And then maybe look up some recipes to see what you might add to your menu for dinner or breakfast or lunch this week. Okay, so when we go back, so let me just go back again to the difference between simple and complex carbs. So a simple carbohydrate would include refined sugars and flours. So pasta, white rice, most breads, any sugar, <laughs> right? Candy and a lot of fruit are simple carbohydrates. But then you add in the fiber from fruit and it's kind of a game changer there, okay? Now, speaking of fiber, there are actually two kinds of fiber. I'm not gonna get into it too much, but there's soluble and insoluble fiber. Soluble fiber basically dissolves in water, whereas insoluble fiber does not. And this soluble fiber dissolves in water it actually turns into this gel-like substance that can help you feel full a lot faster, okay? And soluble fiber can help with your digestion and it can also help to lower your blood sugar. And it can also help to reduce your cholesterol levels as well. Now, Insoluble fiber is kind of what helps keep you regular, right? Helps to prevent constipation. And then the last thing 
I really want you to know about when it comes to carbohydrates are the concepts of glycemic index and glycemic load. So if you're pre-diabetic or if you have type 2 diabetes, these two concepts are really important for you to know about, okay? Especially if you're pre-diabetic. We can actually um, sort of prevent that diagnosis of diabetes from happening, which in a lot of cases, it's like the Rubicon. Because once someone's diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, in addition to all the things that actually are happening inside your body, well, you can manage your blood glucose, but technically speaking, you can only go into remission. There's no cure. So you can't go back. With pre-diabetes, you can actually uh, back up so that you know, you're further and further away from the edge of the cliff. So we, when we talk about glycemic index, we're talking about the speed with which the body breaks carbs down into glucose, which is a simple sugar, so that it can be utilized for energy. So as an example, white bread has a high GI value, GI meaning glycemic index, which means that your body can digest it really quickly and break it down into glucose faster than a low GI food. So for example, couscous or quinoa, okay? Glycemic load, on the other hand, takes that glycemic index, which is basically the rate at which the carbohydrate is being metabolized and how quickly it's entering your bloodstream, multiplied by the amount of actual carbohydrate in that particular food. So, for example, again, watermelon has a pretty high GI value, okay? So in other words, it's easy to break down, but inherently it doesn't actually have a lot of carbs. So the glycemic load for watermelon is actually pretty low versus a cinnamon bun, <laughs> which is both easy to digest and has a lot of carbohydrates, okay? So when you're looking at your meal, whether you're preparing one or you're choosing something from a menu, it's really helpful to think about how you balance your plate in terms of the carbs, the kinds of carbs, as well as making sure you have some protein and fat because they all contribute nutrients that your body needs, okay? So one last thing about glycemic index versus load, the easiest way to think about it for your body would be when you look at the Bay Area, for example, we've gotten a ton of rain, right? Back um, in the first couple weeks of 2023, we had something like 11 storms. We had an atmospheric river that just kept dumping water. And in the midst of a drought, 
I remember saying over and over again, well, we need the rain. We need the rain. Well, I think I would like to qualify that. (laughs) And a lot of people said it, is we need the rain, but not all at once. Right? So a couple tips for you when it comes to meal planning now. For breakfast, I would say most of us, okay, most Americans are very carb-centric with their breakfast. Maybe you have coffee in the morning, maybe you add some cream and sugar, and then you have a pastry. That's going to be a simple carbohydrate. So what I would suggest is that you make sure that your breakfast includes some protein and some fat. So something like eggs or something with Greek yogurt, Greek yogurt with some fruit that you cut up and add to it. I definitely would not buy um, yogurt that already has fruit included because if you were to look at the labels, you would see they add a ton of sugar. So I want you to get the value of the fruit, but really if you can just take the few minutes to cut up the, sh- the fruit and add it to some like plain Greek yogurt for the protein, your body will thank you, okay? And if you're game to look at some labels, what I would recommend is you look at how much sugar there is compared to protein. So you want to have more grams of protein than sugar when you look at the label. So going back to that yogurt, if you look at the labels for yogurt that already has the fruit mixed in, you'll see that the sugars far exceed the protein. Okay, so that's a nice, simple rule of thumb. More protein than sugar. For snacks, if you're going to have an apple, for it to have a little more staying power, you might want to add some peanut butter to it. Okay, so same thing. If you eat a bagel in the morning, add some peanut butter to it. Okay, so now you've at least you've got a simple carb, but you've got some protein and fat to go with it. And when it comes to peanut butter, I'm going to add this one little caveat. If you choose peanut butters of the no-stir variety, so have you ever seen like the organic peanut butter where the... Um, the oil is separated and you need to stir it up and then refrigerate it in order for it to stay in that sort of solid form. If it's solid at room temperature, it means that it has partially hydrogenated oils or trans fats in order to keep it in that solid state at room temperature. It's like palm oil to help keep it in that solid form. So I would suggest if you're going to do peanut butter, get the stir variety, right? Take the time to stir it up and then stick it in the refrigerator and then you won't have to stir it after that first time, okay? So that is the 411, the things that I really think you need to know about carbohydrates, And if you have any questions or if you would like some tips on how to make sure that you're actually having balanced meals during your day, 
feel free to schedule a mini coaching session with me. We can take a look at some of the typical things that you eat and how we might be able to, on the continuum, make it a little healthier for you. Okay? And I'm actually going to include in the show notes a link to the top 10 Andy list of foods. And Andy stands for Aggregate Nutrient Density Index. So you'll be able to see a list of foods that are really high in their nutrient or quality, if you will. And that really is calculated based on, again, what I was talking about earlier in terms of like how much fiber it has and how many vitamins and minerals it has, as well as um, how many calories, right? The energy density of it as it relates to its nutrient contribution, if you will. Okay, so that's it for today. I'm going to wrap things up with a quote by Madeline Albright. What people have the capacity to choose, they have the ability to change. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.